0: It's, it's not god's will that's that's being passive and that's not scriptural that's not really what the lord told us to do so i prayed for the i prayed for the they said we offered it to a lady which you know if you're if you've got two candidates for engineering and one's a female one's a male the male 100 unless the female's like an axe murderer or something she's going to get the job right i mean it's just because there's so few women engineers uh, and i had uh, I had women engineers men engineers male engineers working for me I couldn't tell the difference between them. You know, a good female engineer is as good as a, as a good male engineer. I've had some bad female engineers working for me, and so I had some bad male engineers. But um, So I, I well, Lord, then you're going to have to give her a better job. You're going to have to give her a, a job that's better than the, this one because that one's mine, but she doesn't need to be harmed in this situation. Uh, and then I found out later on that she got, a, she got a job, and she called, in fact, and said that she's going to turn down the offer because she got a better offer her job local to where she was at she didn't want to move she wanted to stay where she was and so she got a better offer and so uh, so she was blessed and we were blessed and and um uh, and so you know it's 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 to our advantage to walk by faith amen and to pray specifically for what you desire pray specifically for um, what the lord shows you because he'll show you what his will is but you still have to pray that and declare that his will will be done and not just uh allow and and leave it in his sovereign hands you know his sovereign hands well he'll do it or he won't do it that's not how he's instructed the new testament uh christian to live he will show us his will and then we we declare that to be so uh by faith and all we're doing is doing what he instructed us to do uh which is to ask and to and to receive and to believe and to receive Uh, and so so all is well amen so uh, she's in detroit i am not in detroit so I'm here and um, uh, glad to be here. This is where I'm supposed to be, amen? So if I'm in the will of God, uh, all is well, amen? Uh, and, and really what I have found in my life that all that matters is the will of God. Uh, my current circumstances are irrelevant. You know, what the job I have or the home I have or the, uh, the car I have, none of that matters. What matters is am I in the will of God? If I'm in the will of God, where I'm supposed to be, everything else will be fine. Uh, and I'm com- convinced of that. And so I'm not moved by, you know, if the church is full, I'm not happy. Uh, If the church is empty, I'm not happy. Uh, I'm not happy or unhappy because the church is full or empty. I'm happy because I'm in the will of God. Uh, And so if I'm in the will of God, then everything's fine. Amen. Uh, And uh, uh, because uh, Jesus said, he's talked about Jesus. He said, I came to do thy will, O God. He said that in Hebrews in two different places in the book of Hebrews. I came to do Thy will. So Jesus didn't come to go to the cross. He didn't come to shed blood. He didn't come to, to die. He didn't come to be resurrected. He came to do the will of the Father, which included all of those things. But He just came, Lord, just whatever You want me to do. If You want me to go, I'll go. If You don't want me to go, I won't go. I'm, whatever You want me to do. And and to me, that makes everything really easy. As a Christian, it makes it really easy. Then I don't have to. Well, if I'm happy, I'll stay. If I'm not happy, I'll go. You know, if if I if I get a raise, I'll stay. If I don't get a raise, I'll go. If if the church is full i'll stay if the church is empty i'll go you know that's all that's all living by what you observe in the natural realm and that's that's a sad place to live as a christian is living by only what you observe in the natural realm because that changes just like you know wait 5 seconds and, and the natural circumstances will change and, and so all you're doing is chasing natural circumstances and you're never never finding out what the will of god is you're just chasing you know, if the light is red, then, then, then it's not the will of God. If the light is green, then it is the will of God. You're, you're entirely moved by what you can see and observe. Uh, and the, the Bible says we walk by faith and not by what? Not by sight, right? So if, if you only are being moved by the things you observe, then you're literally walking by sight, right? You walk according to what you see. If everything is good, then you're good. If everything is bad, then, uh, I mean, a lot of people say, uh, things are going really rough. You know, I must be out of the will of God. Well, how do you know that? You don't know that. I mean, you may be right in the middle of a war that the Lord needs you to to participate in and to overcome. Uh, but if everything is good, that doesn't mean you're in the will of God either. Uh, and, and, and people, you know, even in our circles, the charismatic circles, people will say, "Well, things are acting up, so that, so God must be getting ready to do something. The devil's really acting up, so God must be getting ready to do something." anybody ever heard something like that? That is such a that's bogus. I mean, you don't know. So so you're going to determine the will of God by what the devil's doing? Well, that's a terrible way to measure the will of God if the devil's acting up. You know, the devil is going to act up because he can. Not because he's trying to keep the Lord from doing something. Uh, the Lord may be like, I ain't doing nothing with that either. You know, you can have it all. Uh, you know, there's a lot of places where the Lord, just, he'll just leave. And the devil will go and just consume it all and, and take it. Well, that's not because the Lord's getting ready to do something. It's because the Lord has left. Remember uh, Ichabod, the old covenant? Uh, after, um, after all the, uh, with Eli, the high uh, priest, the, high priest. And his sons, you know, uh, uh, Hophni and Phineas were were um, just complete rebellion. Uh, and then the ark of, of the covenant was was taken from uh, was taken from God. And uh, who who's who was pregnant at the time? There was one of the women of Israel was pregnant. She she had a child, and she named the child Ichabod. And the word Ichabod means the glory of God is left. Well, that means the devil's going to come in and just consume everything. Well, if the glory of God leaves and the devil comes in, that's not, the, that's not God getting ready to do something. That means God has left. And, you know, God has left, he, God has left uh, churches. God has left cities. He's left states. He's left countries. When the people of those uh, locations choose to reject the Lord, he will leave. Uh, and uh, and the, he'll take the glory with him. And if he leaves, I'm going with him, right? I mean, I'm, you know, <laughs> if, he left, if, he left, if he left this church you know, I'd go with them, uh, amen, uh, and so, in fact, there's one time, there's only been one time, we've been preaching, you know, been a pastor now for, uh, for 15 years, right, 15 years, uh, you know, I'm doing three services a week now, so that's 150 services a year, but we're only doing uh, up to 2015, we're only doing two, two services, uh, but, you know, even at 15, 15 years, uh, that's uh, 1,500 services, right, so, uh, that, and that's only at two services a week, out of, the, out of those probably 2,000, one service, the Spirit of God left because people were being disrespectful to the Spirit of God. He just left. And, and, then, uh, and I'm used to ministering by the Spirit of God. I'm used to sensing His, his, his Spirit, sensing where He's going, sensing just, just like right now, you know, we're just, we're just on a bus, right? He's, he's moving, we're just on a bus, right? I'm just following His leading, and we're just on a bus. But the one, He just left. And just left me, left me all there by myself, and I'm thinking, well, if, you know, you know, if I was a little more, uh, this has been a long time ago too, but uh, if if he did that today, I might just leave with him, you know. Just well, he left, you know. Uh, yeah. And you know, there, it's not that just because somebody's having a bad day and walking the church, they mess everything up, but sometimes people will intentionally disrespect the Lord, uh, and they did that, right? And it wasn't so much. An act of rebellion is just they, they you know some people are unaware right they just they're just carnal and they just don't know and you know some things they bring in the carnality and sometimes it doesn't matter but sometimes it does matter and, and well why does it matter I don't know you have to ask the Lord when it matters if it matters to the Lord it should matter to us Amen uh, and so he just picked up and left and there was no spirit whatever the rest of the service and we just fuddled uh, uh, fumbled our way through the rest of the service and closer that and went home amen and so um you know and it wasn't really appropriate at that time to call up that person publicly for doing such a thing uh, but i've had people like families walk in uh, and and you know that words were said on the way to church right things were said you know that ought not have been said and they, they bring that right into the church and and you can sense it i can sense it uh, the spirit of god can say if the spirit of god can sense it then i, I can sense it And he oftentimes, one time in particular, I remember that they did that a family walked in, and, you know, they were just, you know, fighting mad, whatever, coming in. Now, they all smiled when they walked in. Hey, how y'all doing? You know, y'all doing good, you know, and and thinking, you know, you weren't smiles five seconds ago in the car, you you rascal, you called me a name, and, you know, whatever. Uh, But they're all smiling, because you're required by law to smile when you come to church, right? Act like everything is fine, we're all spiritual. But the Lord knows, amen, you mistreat your wife on the way to church, you know, the Lord knows, and. Yeah, and um, and so and it will affect the service. It will affect the the uh, what he says, what he does in the service. Yeah, and and he just we just changed. Didn't even open up my notes at all. We just taught on love that whole service. And um, maybe they got it. I don't know that they did, but uh, you know, uh, but they had the opportunity to get it. Amen. And so, uh, so the Lord is good. Amen. And we're we're thankful for him for doing that uh, because. Uh, there's no value in me just getting up here and doing a book report, amen. Um, uh, my responsibility is to pray and to seek the Lord and to obtain his favor uh, in, in delivering to us what we need to know today, amen. Uh, this particular service was ordained by God from before the foundation of the world. He has a plan and an intent of the things that we should hear and know. And, and as, as I'm teaching, you know, of course I have notes uh, and uh, nothing wrong with notes. I like notes, but uh, I'm not, I'm not, beholden to the notes, right? I'm not chained to, well, I've got I've to go through the notes and say everything is, sometimes I skip a whole bunch of stuff, sometimes I add a whole bunch of stuff, uh, and, and um, I'm thankful, so thankful because as a minister, <clears throat> it really makes my job easy, right? I don't really have to do much of anything except just get up here and, and, and say what the Lord wants to say, uh, and, uh, and and be willing to do that, amen? Be willing to do What he says, and learn how to, as he directs and changes things, because it's uh, maybe it's hard to explain sometimes. But you know, as you're teaching or preaching the word, and and I think this would apply in any circumstance in your life, not just in ministry. But um, you you really are trying to be sensitive to the spirit of God, and you can sense His move. You can sense if He if He wants you to continue saying something about that thing, then you keep saying something about that thing. But sometimes you'll see, you'll feel like you're at the end of the road. And so it's time to go to the next point in your notes, or go turn to a different passage, or something. And you can just sit, tell from ministering with the Lord that He wants us to continue, you know, and press in a little further. Maybe get some more revelation about that thing, or you know, we've we've exhausted for the moment everything that we need to know about that that verse or that phrase, and then we go on to the next thing. And so and and, um, uh, and so that makes my job really easy, Amen. That makes the job of of a minister really easy, and and really, uh, ministers that have done this for a long time that know the spirit of God operate the same way, right? Brother Randy operates the same way. The people that we have come here for the most part operate that way. And and they know the spirit of God. They know how to flow with the spirit of God. And, and, um, my, my role in the body of Christ is to be a teacher. And so as a teacher, that's my job. I, I teach, but I teach by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit and, and say the things that he wants me to say. Am I perfect in that? Well, surely I'm not. Uh, but it does make my job a lot easier, amen, uh, and so I, I appreciate that, and, and um, um, we would all be better off if the church would be better off if, if all the ministries would, would lean to the Spirit of God in their work for the Lord, amen. Well, why don't we pray, and we'll get started tonight. So, Father, we do thank you for the Word of God. We thank you for blessing us and increasing us. We thank you for your Word that empowers our lives and instructs us uh, each and every day as the things that you ask us to do. And so, Father, we thank you for that. We give you the the praise and the honor for the Lord in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's open our Bibles Bibles to the book of Philippians chapter 3. We'll we'll continue there today. We had um, uh, kind of uh, finished up uh, verse 15 last week where it says, Let us, therefore, as many as be perfect or mature, be thus minded. So one of the things that Paul had talked about is, in order to be unified in our doctrine, it really requires you to have a certain level of maturity in the body of Christ. Uh, and you know what I, what I have observed in that is oftentimes people that are very immature are always trying to buck the trend, right? They always want to have something brand new and not only want to have something brand new, they want to throw away everything we've ever learned. Uh, and they want, well, I've got something brand new, brand new, brand new theology, brand new doctrine. And it really shows a lack of maturity when that because that means they want to be, they, they desire to be unlike everybody else. I don't follow so-and-so, I don't follow so-and-so. Uh, and, you know, of course, uh, around here, the Lord's always had me follow Brother Hagen, Uh And, you know, uh, if the Lord has you follow somebody else, that's fine because we're going to talk about following people here after a while. But, um, but you know, a a vast, a, a vast amount of the fundamental doctrine that we know of faith in the charismatic and pentecostal churches was given to us by brother hagen now there were other people you know like john Osteen and and, uh e.w kenyon was really a a forerunner of brother hagen but uh, as far as the scope and the amount of doctrine and it's not there's no there's no hagen doctrine right people you're a hagenite somebody actually called me a hagenite was what does that mean there's no doctrine for brother hagen like if you go to uh um uh, who, who's the fellow that believes in, in uh, predestination? Uh, 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 there's a, uh, there's a. Well, we'll think of his name here in a minute. Uh, what's that? Yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, he, I obviously don't follow him right, <laughs> and so. Uh, but uh, anyway, he was a really well-known minister from a hundred years ago, uh, and but see, his doctrine is just. John Calvin, yeah, John. So John Calvin, right? So John Calvin, for example, see, he has a—they uh, call him Calvinists. He has a doctrine of predestination, right? That basically says God's already picked who's going to make it, and who's not going to make it. So really, nothing you can do. Uh, and it's really dumb. I mean, you know, it's just there's really no biblical basis for that doctrine. And yet he's well known, and he and his Calvinism is a strong doc. People follow that. That's what it, well, there's no Hagen doctrine. It's just uh, we walk by faith and not by sight. Well, that's not a Hagen doctrine. That's a biblical doctrine, right? Uh, Mark eleven twenty three twenty four. 24. Well, that's not a Hagen doctrine. People think he wrote that, but he didn't. It's just Mark eleven twenty three twenty four. 24. So there's no real Hagen doctrine. It's just uh, all he did was say, hey, this verse right here says that, that uh, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you'll have them, that's still for us today. And the scripture goes, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, th- then we'll take that. Well, that's all he did. All he did was say, well, here's a verse we should walk by faith and not by sight. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, we can do that. So that's all he did. But he brought those things back into, uh, into preeminence in the in the church. You know, the name of Jesus, the authority we have in the name of Jesus. He he established that, right? Uh, how to be led by the Spirit of God. One of the greatest books. Well, I mean, we read uh, Romans eight fourteen that as many as the sons of God they are led by the Spirit of God. Well, that's not a Hagan doctrine. That's just literally what the word says. So, um, but there are people who want to upend all of the theology right somebody uh, i was talking to one person in particular they said well you know uh, the baptism of the holy spirit is not for everybody and tongues isn't for everybody because you know they, and they pick one verse out of like first peter second peter I, I don't recall where it was and it was one verse and it was one word in the verse that they based their entire doctrine that everything that the pentecostal church has developed in, in doctrine for the last hundred years is all wrong because of one one word in one verse And if you look it up that one word, it's like, well, that word could mean like anything. I mean, you could basically put, you know, they say, uh, and maybe it'd be worth my time. It's I just I just despise spending any time on bad doctrine. But they go back and and get that verse and get that one word. Uh, But when I looked it up, because something, you know, it's like, well, I've never heard that. So let me go look it up myself and see what it says, because just because somebody says it's something, I don't believe it. I go back to the word. And sure enough, they're they're their whole doctrine was, was built upon a house of cards. It was this, this frail little piece of doctrine that, that you know, it was only one verse. And you should never build a major doctrine on one verse, amen? There's plenty of doctrines that are just founded in one verse. So they shouldn't be major doctrines, they should be minor doctrines. But he basically threw away 100 years of Pentecostal de- theology because of one word and one verse, uh, and, and it was a poor a poor example of that. And so I mentioned something else about like a verse out of Mark chapter two that, that kind of dissuaded what he said. And then he just like did a word vomit on me and, and, and he said all these words. It's like, what are you talking about? You know, I think I'm pretty intelligent, but I had no idea what he said. You know, I heard all the words you said, but I have no understanding of what you just said. And, and, and because it didn't make any sense, right? Well, that doesn't mean that. Well, it seems like that's what it says, right? He's talking about new wine and wineskins, right? He's, Jesus said, you know, you don't put... New wine and old wine skins. You put new wine into new wine skins, which that is telling us that you must be born again. That's all he's saying is you must be born again before you can receive the Holy Spirit. That's what he's talking about. In the no, it doesn't mean that at all. Well, that seems like what it means, you know, right? And so, so he went on this big long dissertation. Well, the whole point of what he wanted to do was to upend all the theology of a hundred years and and have completely new theology. Uh, and see, Paul said that. Uh, as many as you, as be mature, be thus minded. Be thus, you know, read these things. See, Paul's, even Peter said that Paul's theology was hard. Some of the things that Paul, that Paul said was hard. Peter said that. Well, it was not hard. But see, Peter came from a standpoint. Now, Peter and, and, and Paul were both singers, right? And they were also apostles, right? Uh, and so singers in the Beatles group, right? But that's a different Peter and Paul than today. But uh, was it Peter? Is it, it Paul? Peter? Was it, no, what not Peter? Peter, Paul, and Mary, that's it, that's right, yeah, yeah, uh, so we usually teach about three different Peter, Paul, and Mary's than a than the, than the singing group, right, and so, yeah, so, uh, I do pretty good in the Bible, but I, you know, if I drift off in other areas, I need help, right, uh, but, um, uh, but see, Peter and Paul were both apostles, both Jews, but see, Peter's, Peter, it took them a while to, in fact, you know, I've wondered about this question and, and actually I heard a Jewish person talking about this and they gave me some insight into that, that they were talking about the Messiah and they said, well, the Messiah is just going to be a natural person, right? It's going to be a king or, you know, a warrior of some kind and, and see, I've always suspected that the disciples never understood that Jesus was actually God in the flesh because of the way they treated him, the way they responded to him. You know, remember Peter grabbed Jesus one time, right, in, in Matthew 16, grabbed him, said, no, you're not going to go to the cross. Well, you wouldn't grab God, right, and rebuke God, but you'd grab, you know, a Messiah if he's just like a, you know, like a warrior or something, you know, because, you know, he might just have a mistake there because he said "Thou art the Christ, the Messiah, the son of the living God, but, you know, the son of God wasn't actually a deity. That was just, you know, a, because a, 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 the Old Testament calls, even the Jewish people, the sons of God, or other people, sons of God, that aren't deity. Uh, And so I always suspected that really the disciples never appreciated that Jesus was God. Because the the Jews, for the most part, were not looking for God to come in the flesh. They were looking for a a warrior savior. They weren't looking for a spiritual savior. Uh, And so it took Peter a while to, to get that. Now Paul got it. It's like, oh yeah. And you go through Paul's... I mean, Paul, as a as a Pharisee, no, you know, no, they, now they didn't hate Peter like they hated Paul. I mean, they hated Paul. They wanted to kill, murder Paul. You know, they took vows of death. We will die uh, uh, before Paul dies, right? We will, we will die if that's what it takes to kill Paul. They took vows of death to kill Paul. They never did that for Peter because Paul was, was giving us the revelation of the new covenant of, of what it means to be a child of God that we must be born again, that we must have the, the Spirit of God in us, amen, in order, in order to qualify us to go to heaven. Well, Paul was just, you know, he was just radical. Now, if but if you read it from a, not, I'm not a Jew, I'm not a Pharisee, so when I read it, I go, oh yeah, that makes perfect sense to me. But in order to receive that as a Jew, you have to go, that's completely different than what I've been thought of all my life, right? They were looking for a king, a warrior, you know, a general of some kind to be the Messiah. They weren't looking for God to come in the flesh. Uh, and so, for them to accept that, that, they would really have to... Now, it was all in the Old Covenant, right? How many prophecies did Jesus fulfill as, as the Lord Jesus himself, right? I mean, hundreds of them, amen? Uh, if there was any prophecy about Jesus, he fulfilled it. Uh, now, some of them are still waiting for the second coming, and so there, there was some, that's why there's some confusing confusion there because the church age from the time of the Pentecost till the Lord Jesus comes back the second time, that whole time frame, which we're in right now, was really hidden in the old covenant there's some hints of it from from Daniel about the 69 weeks and the 70th week that there's uh, you know there's a gap in there well we're in that gap and so that whole the the whole revelation of the church existing was really left out of the majority of the old covenant Uh, you know Ezekiel talks a little bit about us getting new new spirits you know he'll put his spirit in our spirits uh, and and that type of thing so we did have some insight a little bit of insight from prophecy uh, from Ezekiel but uh, in other places, Jeremiah has some of those things as well. But for the most part, it was very hidden that the existence of the church was hidden from the old covenant people, uh, and so uh, that's why it was really hard for a lot of Jews to accept Christianity because they're looking for the Messiah to come and, and you know knock down kingdoms and overflow overthrow evil people. And Jesus came to save us. Amen. Uh, that other stuff will happen eventually, but but not right now. So. So Peter, you know, Peter struggled with some of the things, even that Paul said. But if you come at it from a from a, an open heart, somebody doesn't have a lot of preconceived ideas, it, to me, this, the gospel and the, the doctrine of the new, t- new covenant is really simple. You know, it's very clear. It's very profound. But, but, um, and it does take some effort to study that out. But, the, but it should be, the more that I study it, the simpler it becomes. That God had a plan. He executed a plan. This was his plan. Uh, and and that's really all there is to it. Uh, and uh, but every now and then you get someone who's immature, and and they want to have all new doctrine, right? They don't want to be thus minded; they want to be differently minded. Uh, and, and I know people today that their whole desire, what they do, is they look around what's going on in the church, you know. So maybe the church, you know, is wearing a tie. Maybe the church is wearing a jacket. You know. I'm not doing. I'm wearing a T-shirt. I'm wearing a radio T-shirt as a as a minister because they wear ties, so the, so they're being different for different sake. You know, I mean, nobody goes. You know, more than anything, I want to represent the Lord Jesus in my in my radio T-shirt that I also mow the grass in. Uh, and, and look, if you're what no nobody here is wearing a radio T-shirt to mow the grass in, are they? Uh, but you're not ministering any either, right? So uh, and I, do I ever care? Do I ever tell you what to wear? I don't care. You know, you all are presentable people. Nobody is immodest, right? That's the only requirement. Are you immodest? I mean, there has been there one, one, there was a girl, not here, but with my pastor. She came to church and she was a youth. And I said, you know, you can't wear that. You can't wear that to church. You know, she had some vulgar, not, not vulgar, but it was, it was distasteful phrase on her T-shirt, right? Something about being hot or something, you know, I'm a real hottie or something like that, you know. It's like, okay, you can't wear that to church, you know. And, 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 and also put your brain on next time, right? See, some people, oh, you know, they've got to tear down the walls of conformity, right, and be different. But see, they're being different for different sake. And they, they don't want to be thus minded. They don't want to be like everybody else. See, everybody ought to have the same doctrine. We ought to all believe in salvation. The majority of the church does. There's a group of people in church who don't believe that you can know that you're saved. You don't find out until you ring the bell at the gate, and if it opens, you're in. If it doesn't, sorry, dude, you know, you didn't make it. Man, it's tough. I mean, that would be tough to go all your life do all these things, and they just don't even know. And and I went to one of their, quote, revivals, and and, and they said, well, you know, you don't, uh, you don't, you don't, uh," they said, you don't die and go to hell because you don't come to church. Like, well, that's true. You don't die and go to hell because you don't come to church. They said, you die and go to hell because you don't love Jesus enough to go to church. You know, I don't really, you know, I don't know where you got that from, right? But, uh, you know, they're just making up stuff along the way. But they don't, That one group doesn't believe that you can know that you're on your way to heaven. And yet, uh, I mean, Paul told us, right? In uh, in, um, in Romans, uh, was it Romans chapter eight, or is it Romans chapter eight, and Romans chapter ten, that His Spirit bears with us our spirits, that we are the sons of God. Um, and um, and so we'll just I think it'd be good just to just read that verse right there, right? We'll find it here. Um, I think it's chapter 8 there. Um, and yeah, Romans chapter 8, verse 16 says, the, bear, the Spirit itself, or really you should say himself, the Spirit himself, bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. So I have a witness, right? Well, how do you know I have a witness? I know, and the witness tells me, so I have two witnesses, me and the Spirit of God tell me that I'm on my, I'm on my way to heaven. So that we are the children of God. Not that we hope we are, but that we are. So you should know, I know I'm saved. Well, how can you know I'm saved? Because I have a witness. I have a confirmation in my heart by the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God himself bears witness with my spirit, right? So I, I feel like I'm saved. I've done what the Word of God says where in Romans chapter 8, but in verse uh, chapter 10 it says in verse 9 that if, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, thou shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Mm-hmm. Well, then you can be saved, right? You can be saved. Not that you might be saved. You can absolutely, positively, for sure, can be saved, right? I can be saved. As a know so absolute, I can be saved. There's no question about it. Uh, and so if I do these two things, well, then, Lord, I've done those two things. Then I can be saved. And then the Spirit of God says, yep, you're saved. Like, okay, so I know. So, you know, a lot of Christians, how, how, do you even, how can you know you're saved? We, because we have a supernatural witness on the inside of us that says you're saved. That the Spirit of God in me says I'm saved. Now, if you don't have that witness, well, then you should get saved, right? Well, I go to church. Well, that doesn't mean anything, right? Well, you know, I gave some money last time. Well, that's great. It doesn't mean anything. Amen. What matters is, have you done what Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, that you confess and you believe? And then do you have that witness? Now, it's not that, you know, uh, uh, sometimes, you know, some people just, they don't, well, I don't feel like I'm saved. Well, feeling is uh, your emotions are not required to be part of the equation of knowing you're saved, right? But knowing that you're saved is from your spirit, man. My, my human spirit made in the image and the likeness of God, when I get born again, tells me that I'm saved. And then the Spirit of God also who lives on the inside of me after I get saved is a second witness for that, right? And, and the Word of God says, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. So I have two witnesses, me and the Spirit of God, uh, that I'm saved. And, and so, uh, so, you know, the, these things, uh, so, you know, so much of the church, we know much of the church, uh, the vast majority of the people in the church, you can be saved, right? Well, we all agree on that. But then you've, you've, got, you've got this uh, radical group over here called the Pentecostals who also think you should speak in other tongues. And they think we're radical. They think we're, in fact, they, they, call, it, they call us the devil, right? You're a father of the devil, you know, the devil's doing. Really? That's the devil's making me praise God in tongues. That's really interesting, right? Now, the devil's making me pray more because I pray in tongues. Uh, so that's the devil making me do it? Oh, yeah. That's a, why would the devil encourage me to pray more, right? Uh, and and so so now you've got you've got a group of people. And, and in fact, it's probably the majority of the church does not believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking of other tongues. Uh, and yet, it's one of the most well-documented. I mean, all through the Book of Acts, whole chapters in the Book of First Corinthians. You know, both Chapter Twelve and Chapter Fourteen go into great details about these types of doctrines. Uh, and uh, you know, you just have to rip out those those like the whole Book of Acts rip out the whole 1 Corinthians 12, whole 1 Corinthians 14, and, and in order to avoid those, those doctrines. Or you could just, you know, say, well, I just don't believe it that way. And so people say that, right? And I've told you, uh, I had a friend of mine that said, well, I know it's in the Bible, it's just not for me. And, you know, that, that is, this it sounds like such a casual thing to say, it's just not for me. Uh, and, and you think, you know, well, well, okay, that's fine, but what's the Lord's response to that statement? He's like, oh, okay, no problem. You're, you're fine. I know I died for this, right? I know, I know I spent thousands of years protecting the word of God and getting it into printed form for the world to have it, but, but oh, it's, a, it's fine. If, if it's not for you, then it's, it's fine. I know I'm the head of the church, but you know, if you would rather be the head of the church and just say that this is optional, then, then that's okay. I mean, what's the, what's the head of the church's response to a statement like that, right? Now so we, we say things like that so casually, like it's no big deal, but I'm not the head of the church. Are you the head of the church? I am not the head of the church. If the head of the church wrote these words for me, then it's my job to the very best of my ability to to find it, seek it out, and pursue it with all that I am. And if I just casually go, yeah, I don't like doing that. Walking in love, you know, that's for sissies. I mean, you know, you know, you sometimes you got to you got to take somebody out. I mean, you know, they they're you know, rowdy, and you know, you just got to take them out. And you know, and the Lord knows that it's okay. You know, and the Lord's like, no, I didn't say it's okay. Don't put words in my mouth. I said don't do that. I don't know, Lord, but you know, we can't we can't live like that all the time. Did I say you can't live like that? I said you could live like that all the time, right? Yeah, uh, and, uh, and and so, you know, we say so many casual things in uh, in the church that are in complete contradiction to the Word of God. And it shows our lack of maturity because a mature person says, be thus minded. If the word of God says that, then, then yeah. So from, a, again, we talked about this uh, last week about uh, we should, from a doctrinal standpoint, we should all pretty much think the same, right? Now, you know, there are nuances and there's things that people disagree with, you know, and I, even some of them, my minister friends, you know, we disagree about certain doctrines, you know, uh, and, you know, when they mature a little bit, they'll realize that I'm right and they're wrong, you know, but, you know, uh, it, uh, or, I might mature a little bit and realize I'm wrong. It's not likely, but you know, it's it's it could happen. Amen. Uh, and uh, it's possible, right? And I'm open to it. I am open to it, right? I'm not like you know, no matter what, because even today I was going through some things about you know this thing I believe, and, and well, let's get some more. Let's get some more doctrine. Let's get some more word to see. And I, and I asked the Lord, Lord, is this right? I was putting it right in my notes. Is this right, Lord? I believe it's right, but is this right? I have no problem questioning you, right? It's just because it seems radical, doesn't. I mean, in one sense, because it's it's against the grain of some people, but you know there's a lot of things in the church that people there are uh, a lot of religious ideas that are not so, right? Like if your hair's too long, you're you know, remember a song, if your hair's too long, they sit in your heart. Remember that song? Anybody remember that song? If your hair's too long, they sit in your heart. You don't know that song? <laughs> well, it was like a it was like my generation. That's all I know, right? If your hair's too long, you'll sit in your heart. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, I don't know. So you gotta get shut. Or, uh, I forget what the phrase is. If Chris was here, she would, she would help me out there, right? Uh, get it cut today or something like that. Yeah, get it cut today. Uh, you know, and, it, the rest of it'll come to me. I don't know. The Spirit of God would be like, I ain't giving that to you. So, uh, but anyway, so that was a big thing, right? How long is your hair? if Your hair's too long. You know, there's sin in your heart. Well, you know, I mean, the Bible does talk about your hair being long like a woman if you're a man. But how long is that? I don't know what the length is. I mean, if you look at somebody's hair, it's like, wow, that's beautiful. You know, that may not. You know, maybe that's too long. I don't know. I'm not going to get... It, did it say what the length was? It never said what the length was. So, so for us to decide, well, it's eight inches. Well, why not six and a half? Why not nine? I mean, uh, because we as a church don't like uh, ambiguity, right? We want a law. We want to be eight inches, and that's it. But the Bible doesn't say it's eight inches. The Bible says if it's intended to look like a woman's hair, if you're a man, then that's wrong. And that's really the issue, right? Now, have you ever seen men with short hair that it's like, you know, they're kind of styled like a woman would style that. You ever seen men? Why? Because they're intentionally trying to look effeminate, right? They're intentionally trying to, even though it's short, they're still cutting it, and they put it up in a dew. I, you know, I, I, I'm not a stylist, right? I go, oh, yeah, that's a woman's haircut. I, you, I could, you know, we all know when we see it, but we can't explain it, right? And so, but the, the issue is, what's my desire? See, if my desire is to look like a woman, you know. Uh, in fact, uh, a lot of you all thought that that fellow the other day was a fellow at, at uh, Visitor Next Door. It was actually a girl. Uh, I don't know if you knew that or not, but it was actually a girl. She was trying to look like a man. Uh, and so, <laughs> look, I wasn't mad at her uh but she was a she right she tried to look she tried to look like a man and she fooled many of you didn't she, she fool many of you right she had her hair cut short right? she she uh dressed like a man but she was a woman uh and and so um so if that's your intention or well, that's that's the error right if that's the error the error is, is your heart and, and and you can tell right you can tell if somebody's trying to look effeminate or somebody a woman trying to look like a man you can tell right uh, of course then they say, well, well women can't wear pants Well, see, again, that's just legalism because I would never wear any of my wife's pants because I would look like I'm wearing my wife's pants, right? They look like a woman's pants. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't know what they look like, but, you know, you put them on. They look like a woman's pants. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't know what they look like, but, you know, you put them on. Like, that's definitely, you know, uh, that's definitely not a man's man's, uh, outfit there. And besides, historically, women were, right? Women were the first ones who made pants, not men. Men used to wear the, the the tunics, right, and long, you know, the gown. Everybody did, basically. Men and women did, and women were out in the fields doing things. Men were out murdering mammals, and so uh, the women w- would develop pants so they could uh, work the agriculture better. And so really, men should be wearing skirts, and women should be wearing pants if you want to be legalistic about it, amen? Uh, and so, so the church gets, gets uh, thorns in their craw, and they get stuck with these things, and they turn them into legalism that they can't... Uh, Based upon the Word of God, right? There's no, uh, it, you know, well, it, it, well, how 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 short should your skirt be? And they'll make numbers, right? Four inches above the knee. That's you know, any more than that, it's too short. Well, why not four and a half? Why not use millimeters, right? I mean, it, uh, uh, in fact, uh, one one minister said, well, uh, it, it, uh, women's skirts should be like a book, right? It should be uh, long enough to cover the subject, but short enough to be interesting. Yeah, that's what he said, right? Uh, and so, uh, and, and you know, that, that's not a bad rule, right? I mean, you know, uh, and so, but if, but uh, again, uh, when we were we visited California many times, uh, and they just just they just dress differently in California, right? Anybody ever been to California, right? Been to church in California, uh, uh, and um, I mean, everything is tight, everything is short, uh, and, and the heels are high and the dresses are are, are short, you know. Uh, every church we went to like it was that way you know and so what do you do well you just count ceiling tiles right you know and and, and you make sure that it's not distracting to you and uh, but you know that's their that's their culture uh, is it wrong i mean you know it's not for me to i, I don't care right i don't care uh, and so uh, uh, you know if they're if they're doing it with the intention of of uh, making all the men distracted well then that's an issue right uh, but if I came down, you know, wear my, you know, wore my uh, uh, shirt all the way unbuttoned so you can see my three crisper chest hairs, well, then, you know, that would be an issue, right? We had a minister, that, that minister from my pastor one time, and um, uh, he was ministering, and he said he got warm, and he took his jacket off, uh, and, he, and he, you could tell this guy works out, right? If I take off my jacket, you'd be like, he ain't never worked out in his life, right? <laughs> he'd be like, you put that jacket back on, right? But well, he took his jacket off, and, and it was almost like I wanted you all to see, you know, uh, my, my um, what do they call them, uh, uh, pistols? you yeah, have pistols, right? I see my guns, right? And I see, see I don't, I'm just so stupid, you know, but, you know, I don't know, you know. Uh, I do it at home, right? What's that? You know, <laughs> Look at this muscle right here, right? And, and so, uh, but you could kind of tell he was doing it to show everybody how awesome he was, right? How awesome, you know, his last workout was. Uh, and it was an issue, right? Because uh, if you're doing that, well, that's an issue, right? Well, is there any book, chapter, and verse that said, thou shalt not take off thy jacket if, if you're warm? Well, no, but, but uh, there is an issue about trying to be seen of men, right? To, hey, look at me, right? And it's really mostly only to be seen of women, right, in that particular case, because I'm just not impressed, right? I mean, man's like, well, that's great, Sounds like a lot of work to me, right? But uh, you know that's that's fine if you want to do that. Uh, and so you know, even though it's a back back to Philippians chapter three, you know, even though that's that's just a small phrase, uh, "ye that are mature or perfect," he said, "be thus minded." It's it's really important. Uh, see, if you're always rebellious and you always, no matter what somebody says, you have to take the opposite uh, opposite idea, and that's the way a lot of people in a church are, right? Th- that's why. Now, back about ten years ago, maybe not that long, there was a, a, a rebellion that rises up, and these things rise up every every generation or so to do away with the church, right? the physical church. And the doctrine was, well, we want to have what's called the simple church, right? Uh, and, and the whole premise is, burn all the buildings, throw away all the chairs, stop paying money for electricity, and we just just meet in somebody's living room. And then anybody can be a minister. Anybody can be, you know, we don't have to have all these ministers, you know, just we're all, we're all born again. We all know the word of God. We all know the spirit of God. And it is true that we're all born again. It is true that you have the spirit of God in you, right? And the, the value of the New Testament is, even as, even though I'm the minister, you have the spirit of God in you, and your spirit in you should confirm or deny the things that I say. Uh, and if, it's, if your spirit uh, agrees uh, with the things that I say, then what did I say? Didn't, uh, uh, should accept or deny the things that I say? Uh, or confirm or deny the things your spirit man if it confirms the things that i say then you should accept it even if it's different than something you've heard before but if your spirit man goes yeah yeah, that sounds good then you should accept that but if your spirit man goes i ain't doing that now not your flesh if your spirit man says that right your flesh may be like i'm not walking in love well that's your flesh right Uh, but if your spirit man says you know i've not really walked in love but i'm going to start today See, then you should accept that and you should, should move on. So that's the value of the New Testament is I should never be able to fool any of you all. Amen. You should, no matter what I say, you should know whether or not, even if you don't, even if you can't confirm book, chapter and verse where, where it's right or wrong, your spirit man will still tell you it's right or wrong. Uh, and so, so that's the value of it, right? But, but they wanted this, this simple church and, and basically they, uh, you could, if you just listen to them and, and I did, they, they said, you gotta, you gotta hear this guy. He's amazing. And I thought, you think this guy's amazing? I mean, he looked like he just got off a turnip truck uh, and, and he just looked like he just w- w- was just making up stuff along the way. Just, and he had these little short videos. And it was completely boring and it was completely unbiblical and he was just making up, you know, he just just saying things. It was, it was a philosophy. There was no Bible to it. It was just philosophy. Well, we need to get back to the simple church. Well, the church at Jerusalem had about 80,000 people in it. Is that a simple church? We don't need these mega churches. He was a mega church. The Church of Antioch was a mega church. Uh, there were no doubt other churches were mega churches in the the probably the book the uh, Church of Rome until they all got eaten by lions was probably a mega church. Uh, and so, you know, uh, he if you could if they would ever be honest, what they would tell you is you know I went to church and the pastor was mean to me so I hate all churches I want to I want to get rid of the the organized structure of the church because they were mean to me. Okay, that's fine. Are you 12 years old? You know, then then you need to grow up, right? Has there ever been any pastors that have done things? Many pastors have done things wrong. Sometimes intentionally, sometimes not intentionally. But you know, if you've been around here, there's if you've been around here at all, uh, at some point your toes are going to get stepped on. Amen. Not not that I'm trying to, but they will get stepped on. Sometimes just by accident. You know, I talk about well, I can't believe he's talking about those hair. You know, I'm talking about those skirts in California. I'm, I mean, you know, some some you may not like some of those things that I say. Uh, And so uh, it it seemed to me that the root of it was there was rebellion in the church, rebellion that he he didn't like the church, and he wanted to disband all organized churches. And these people are like, oh, this is great. It's the worst thing ever. Who established the church? Who established the the pastoral ministry? The head of the church, the Lord Jesus, and he said in Ephesians chapter 4, he said he gave gifts unto men. And then he listed the five gifts he gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. It says that Jesus, the head of the church, gave these gifts to men. That means I'm a gift to mankind, right? I've known that for a long time, but, you know, uh, uh, you know, some people think that way, and they're not ministers. They just, you know, they just think they're so beautiful. They're a gift to mankind. I'm actually, uh, from a biblical standpoint, I'm actually a gift to mankind. Uh, Now, I don't really, you know, I don't take that as pride unto myself, obviously, because there's a responsibility in that, but um so, uh, so he didn't like that. He wanted to set up his own church, that he wanted to be the head of a church and, and disband what the head of the church, the Lord Jesus, has established. Uh, and, 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 you know, we mentioned that fellow the other day about, remember the, the Bible, the Bible guy with the, with the, with the uh, oil, right, oil on the Bible guy? Well, later on, uh, he was interviewed, and I watched the whole interview, watched the whole thing. And the thing that I, the thing that I, I realized is, what it, what it appears to me is he was involved in a church something went wrong in that church he didn't like the, what the pastor said or did whether it was right or wrong i don't know I, he didn't go in this but so so he wanted to have church without a pastor he wanted to have a church movement a god movement a godly movement without a minister and that's how we got sucked into that. So he got sucked. So he's not a minister. He never claimed to be a minister, never claimed to be a pastor, apostle, prophet, or anything. He was just a guy with a Bible. Uh, and, uh, and so uh, it, it kind of became a machine unto itself. Once they told the initial lie, everybody's like, we like that. And suddenly he doesn't know what to do. He's on this train. It's, people are wanting to see this thing. And he, and, you know, he, he doesn't know how to, how to just say, well, I made it all up. So he's just kind of going with the flow, and people are inviting him to go everywhere, and he's going everywhere. But it, the root of it was he was in a church he didn't like, what was going on, right or wrong, and he wanted to establish a movement without, that's outside the church that's not in, in line with what the Word of God teaches. Uh, now, he wouldn't quite say it that way, but that's what the, his motivation was. I don't like, you know, I should have to go to, you go to every Sunday, you know, I should, I should just go whenever I want to. Well, I mean, you know, the, the, there's no scripture says we have to have church just on Sundays, right? I mean, as far as we can tell, the church in Jerusalem had church every day. Uh, and, um, you know, there was a fellow that I knew one time that, um, uh, you know, he called himself a minister, right? And um, I said, well, where do you go to church? See, that's always my first question, right? You're traveling, where do you go to church? And, and I, I talked to one, one uh, well, well-respected minister, she happened to be a female, but it didn't matter that she was female, but uh, she, said, she said, oh yeah, you know, and you could tell, everybody was kind of fawning around her about, you know, oh, she's so respected, you know, she, well, she, she's amazing, a minister, you know. I said, where do you go to church? She said, well, you know, I don't really go to any church, you know, the Lord has me help a lot of different churches. I thought, nope. Because you're going to come to my church and say, no, I don't have to come to this church, just do whatever you want to. Just You know, you visit around, you know, you don't have to come, to, You don't, have to be, don't be faithful anywhere, just, you know, whatever the Lord tells you. No. I'm not having that here because that's not biblical right? Uh, Sheep follow a shepherd, amen? They don't follow multiple shepherds, they follow a shepherd, amen? Now, the Lord may move you to a different shepherd, that's fine, right? But, you know, uh, I I don't have a shepherd. Well, see how long that sheep's gonna last, right? Remember what Jesus said? Jesus only said that the the sheep uh, go astray uh, because they have no what? Shepherd. They didn't say they have no apostle, no prophet, no no evangelist, no teacher. It says they have no shepherd, right? So sheep need a shepherd. Jesus himself, the head of the church, said sheep need shepherds. I said, well, That's why he calls us. The word pastor there in Ephesians 4 is actually the same word used for shepherd, right? We are shepherds. That's why we're called shepherds is because that's what the word of God calls us. So we shepherd the sheep. Uh, and so the Bible calls us sheep. You know, sheep uh, really are kind of dumb, right? Uh, they have no, they, they are some of the dumbest farm animals on the block, right? A cow is, is brilliant compared to a sheep, right? Uh, and so, so, why do you think the Lord called us sheep? Well, you know, you'll just have to fill in the blank there yourself, but I think it's kind of obvious why he called a sheep, right? Uh, and so, uh, so, you know, uh, folks don't want to have... Uh, so this one fellow there, um, uh, he said he was a minister, and so my first question was, well, where do you go to church? And he, these are the words he told me. He said, He said, the Lord Jesus told me to not go to any particular church. He said, I'll tell you every Sunday which church I want you to go to. And, and if I don't want you to go to church, I just want you to stay home and read your Bible. Now, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. So he can't read his Bible on a Monday afternoon? On a Tuesday night? He can only read it on a Sunday morning? During church hours? I mean, is that, is that a thing, right? You're only allowed to read Bible during church hours? Uh, and so, you know, I thought, whatever. You know, just making it up. Because see, when, when when the Lord when I, when I read the Word of God, I said, you know, have a shepherd. Okay, then I'm going to find me a shepherd. And when I went to my pastor, you know, the Lord told me to go to his church. He specifically you go to that church. And I said, okay, I'm going to go to that. And I'm not going to show up and, and breathe air. I'm going to go and be part of that, that flock, right? If things to do, I'm going to do it. Right? And uh, and it was hard work getting that pastor to be friends with me because we were very opposite people. But I'm, I'm going to be his friend, right? And, and I, did, I did over the years. Well, well, one time that same fellow stopped by the church when, I was just, when we were in, 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 in the other county uh, during the week. And, you know, he, he was asking about the books, you know, and how, how do we get those books done. And he was talking to me. And all of us as he was talking to me, the Spirit of God started just on the inside of me just going, Rebellion! 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 Just, just like that, just really adamant. Just rebellion! And, and I didn't hear a word he said because all I heard was rebellion. Everything he said, I heard rebellion. Why? Because that's what his life was. He was in direct rebellion to the head of the church. Now, he thought he's so spiritual. I am so spiritual. I mean, sometimes I can't even stand myself. I am so spiritual, right? That, that was kind of his, his he, we walked in. I've arrived, you know, and just the angels weep when he walks in the door, right? And, 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 but the Lord sees it and just sees rebellion. rebellion, rebellion, you don't want to do that which I've called you. You don't want to have, you don't want to be thus minded, right? You want to do your own thing. And see, uh, and I've told this many times before. If you if you go through all the doctrine we teach here, and you compare that to you know E.W. Canyon or T.L. Osborne or John Osteen or Brother Hagan or I mean, you'd be like, well, there's no no difference, right? Because I've you know at least the doctrines that that I agree with, which you know for those for the group of people like that, is pretty much going to be consistent with what they believe because it's biblical. It's not like well, I believe it because T.L. Osborne said it, right? You know, I'm not beholden to anybody. If, the, if what they say is in the Word of God, then, then yeah, then I like T.L. Osborne, right? If what John Osteen says is in the Word of God, then I like John Osteen. And they do. What they teach is, is in the Word of God. Uh, and so, so uh, you know, you have to be careful about allowing rebellion to rise up in your heart, especially when it comes to doctrine. You've got to be careful about, well, you know, that's just, I don't want to be conformed, I don't want to be like everybody else. That's the wrong. You should want to be like everybody else. If it's if it's sound doctrine, you should be fine with it being like everybody else. See, if your heart is I have to I have to differentiate myself. I have to make myself unique from everybody else in doctrine. You will become uh, you will be uh, teaching doctors of devil before tomorrow. Because the Bible talks about doctrines of devils, right? Well, you know it's it's okay to just you know I mean uh, we got needs and if you just cheat on your wife a little bit, you know it's just. You know, you got need. You got things that you need. You know, and, and so it's not that bad. Uh, well, that's pretty bad, right? Uh, and so uh, I think the Bible talks about adultery, right? It's, it's one of the major sins in the in the in the Word of God, both Old Testament and New Testament. Uh, so what you'll find is people like that will have really odd, odd things they'll say, right? Uh, odd, quirky doctrines that don't really fit with anything else. Like, you know, like well, you know, Old Testament people can have the Spirit of God too. Well, how could you have the Spirit of God if you're not born again? How is that possible you know the bible does talk about the hand of the lord was on people or the spirit of god moved upon people came upon people well yeah he he would come upon people but he was never in people right
1: is, i mean there,
0: there uh, there's a few things you know that uh we could go through some some outliers right there's some edge cases of the, this thing was said well how do you account for that uh, well you just you just have to understand that, that from if you look at the whole council of god they could not be born again in the old covenant they could not have the spirit of god in them like we have it in the new testament if they had the spirit of god moving upon them that's different than than the spirit of god today the spirit of god does move upon us but he's also in us so uh you know the spirit of god was in, was in, was active in the old covenant but it was just completely different than the new covenant amen um, and so, and that should be kind of obvious, right? Uh, if you understand redemption and, and, the, and the root cause of why redemption was needed, you know, the, these things are not controversial, but sometimes people will want to do away with those things and come up with new doctrine, new fancy things. And, uh, and, uh, and Paul said, as many as be mature, as many as be perfect, right? As many as be mature. So uh, if you see somebody that comes around and their doctrine is completely different than everything you've ever heard, It's not that we don't get new revelation. We get new revelation every day. But it's adding to instead of replacing. So we should get more insight, you know, uh, just like uh, about the heart. You know, we've taught a lot about the heart around here. You know, uh, and I believe the things that we know about the heart is somewhat unique in the body of Christ. But it's not, it doesn't throw away with everything before, right? Because people would before would say, well, the heart's the spirit. And that's true in the verses that it's true in, right? But if you look at all the verses where it talks about the heart, that can't always be true. And we talked about that in healing the brokenhearted, why that's not always true. And so we make the case that that when people said that, it was it was accurate in these in these settings, but it's not always exactly accurate. And so there's a little bit more there. So all we're doing is adding and giving some more insight and revelation of what that means about the heart. Uh, and so we're not trying to. Well, they're, they're 100% wrong. No, they weren't actually 100% wrong, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it that way anyway. They, their light was correct with what they said, and if you just believe that the heart is the Spirit, for the most part, that's safe to believe that, uh, but there's a little more information that we, can, that we can get from the Word of God that, that reveals to us uh, what we can know about the heart. Uh, and so I don't really intend to spend the whole service again on, on verse 15 there, but, uh, but it, really it's a warning to us uh, be, be careful about uh, those who always want to be different doctrinally than everybody else. Uh, and a lot of times it does show up in the natural realm where, 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 you know, I've got to have wild prophet hair, right? I want to have wild prophet hair. Why? So I can be seen, right? I want to have wild clothes. You know, I want to have, you know, and I look, uh, uh, I've been to a lot of services and, and I'll see, you know, sometimes you know, a, a black man will come up and he'll be wearing like red shoes. Like, man, I... I love those red shoes. I don't know if I can pull it off, you know. See, for him, it'd be fine, right? It, but see, if I, can, if I started dressing like that, you know, be, uh, it, it may be, now, uh, again, there's no law about it but, it, but if I'm doing that just to be different than every other minister, right? Uh, and so uh, um, it's, it's really what's in your heart. Remember, we talked a lot about the, what Jesus said, right? Don't be seen of men. If I'm doing something to be seen of men, if I'm being different for different sake, want to have my prophet beard you know and my prophet hair and all these things going on then i just want to be seen of men right i want i want to be different than everybody else uh and I look uh I, when i was a professor i had some some of the uh some of the students would have the wild hair you know like one day it'd be green like like i mean like super green right and the next day it'd be super you know purple or whatever and i i came into class i said i said my goal is to have Uh, a dry erase marker that matches your hair every day. Uh, And I wasn't able to quite do that because she's like, I don't have that color because I had a whole big stack of dry erase markers, right? Every color, well, except for that color. Uh, And so, now I don't care, right? It was kind of her personality and and really I don't have a problem with it. I mean, you know, well, you shouldn't have hair like that. I don't see anything in the Bible that says you shouldn't do it because she was just, you know, some people just that way. They just, they're just super outgoing. They just love, you know, they love that and that's fine, right? But if it's based upon rebellion, I'm looking around and seeing all you perfectly normal people. I'm going to be different. I'm going to, whatever you're doing, I'm going to do the opposite. So I'm going to do opposite world. Well, that's a rebellion. That means you just don't want to, you know, you're, 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 it's not your personality. It's your rebellion that's causing you to be that way. Uh, and, and that attitude is brought into doctrine many times. That they look around and hear all the standard doctrine about got to get saved, got to get baptized, with the Holy Spirit, got to speak in tongues. You know, we're not doing any of this stuff. We've got new stuff. Simple church, right? Get rid of, throw away everything we've ever learned and just have something new. Like, nah, it's just, you know, I, I do know, I mean, sometimes we've got to throw away some old doctrine that's just old shoe leather doctrine. It's not biblical. But we have to have a biblical foundation for why we're doing that, right? Uh, but if it's everything, right? If it's, I don't believe anything then it's a rebellion, right? Yeah. And it's immaturity, right? So it's not just rebellion, it's immaturity. And they're going to put that immaturity on you. They're going to try to put that immaturity on you, could cause you to, to devolve and, and to decrease in your maturity and become rebellious like them. And they they have, I mean, that one guy I told you, you know, I, multiple people, You could, this guy's amazing. And I would rather watch paint dry. You know, I watch some of those videos, you know, uh with their cleaning carpet you ever seen that where they get the, 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 uh, the, the pressure washer and they and, and they're mesmerizing i mean i'll watch them like an hour watching like just cleaning carpets yeah, and rugs just cleaning rugs you know and just and, and just watching it i mean i'd rather watch them clean a rug than than listen to this guy espouse this this, uh, this useless doctrine right because at least the rug is interesting it gets done it's like wow that's amazing you know who would have thought that, that rug was hiding under all that mud right I think people say, "Clean the, you know, they clean the carpet here too, haven't they? Right? It's amazing, right? Uh, and so I'd much rather watch them do, do this here, watch them clean the carpets here, than than hearing some guy come up with some new doctrine, right, about simple church and, uh, you know, it, whatever, right? Uh, and so, um, the Lord is good, Amen. amen. Uh, and so, um, and he goes, we won't we won't get into verse sixteen, but he says, uh, we have uh, nevertheless, to, where to we have already attained let us walk by the same rule let us mind the same thing so again he's talking about it it's okay to be like other same mind right same rule uh it's okay to be like other people amen and it's perfectly safe to be like other people uh and and if you're just full of rebellion and you don't want to be like anybody else then you will struggle in your spiritual life amen uh from a doctrinal standpoint uh and, and and so you know if your doctrine is right And you want to have you know orange hair you know that i i don't really care none none of my business right Um, and but see it's not the orange hair it's what's the motivation for the orange hair if it's rebellion that's wrong if it's just that's just your personality maybe you're an orange hair personality kind of person that's great i am not an orange hair kind of person you know i just you know i just uh, i'll probably have the same haircut i mean you see me in 30 years i'll probably look exactly the same right i mean you look exactly the same right in fact, uh, this, uh, we were, uh, uh, we were, uh, me and Chris were traveling somewhere, and so we stopped at a restaurant, and, and, um, and so we're eating. So this guy comes up and says, is your name Chip? Yeah. He, said, he, he, he called his name, he said, you know, we went to high school together. Really? I mean, I mean, I haven't seen him in, I mean, we just had our 40th, 40th high school reunion, which I didn't go to there. Oh, you should come, I ain't going to that. But, uh, uh, and so, um, I mean, I may, maybe if someday I'll go, I'm not going to just make a law. I'll never go, but I haven't gone yet. So, uh, anyway, he goes, "Yeah, how's it going?" So I haven't seen him literally 40 years. I mean, I've not seen him at all in 40 years. Uh, and I, I mean, I'm, I walked right by him because he was, you know, we walked, walked, walked right by him. And so I think, I'm thinking, how in the world did he know that was me? I not I mean, and so I, I said, "Okay, I got to go ask him." And so I found, I said, I said, I, I got a question. How did you know it was me? Because, you know, uh, in high school, I didn't have gray hair, right? In high school, I had brown hair, and I had a little white spot that was right here, right? And then it leaked when everywhere else, but it didn't leak for a long time. It stayed white. I had a white spot in my hair for like, I don't know, it was after I was married. Uh, and, and so, and then it leaked everywhere, and then that's all she wrote. But so I said, I said, how did you know it was me? He said, I could tell by the way you walked. I've been walking the same way. Apparently, I've been walking the same way. for. I don't know what it looks like, but whatever it looks like, I've been doing it for 40 years. And so I guess in in 40 more years, you know, we'll be somewhere and be like, yeah, that's got to be Chip. Look how he walks, right? I mean, I don't know what that looks like, but whatever it looks like, that's what it is, right? And so, When he told me it was, when he told me his name, I didn't know his name until he told me it. But uh, when he told me his name, it was like, oh, yeah, I remember you. We were that close in high school, you know, I had a small group of friends, you know, but, uh, uh, and so he wasn't like in that, you know, I, we were acquainted, but I didn't know him that well. Uh, apparently, I mean, you know, how, how you walk is amazing. I mean, it's like, do you remember that? Like, how you walk is amazing, you know, it's, it's unforgettable how you walk. Is that a thing, right? I mean, I don't know, you know, it's like, wow, that's amazing, you know, how, how is that the impression that you leave with somebody? I don't remember anything about you except you walk like an amazing or, or maybe you walk like a gorilla i don't know he never did say it was a good walk or a bad walk it might have been just like wow he lurches you know or something and drags and knuckles on the ground i mean who knows what it is but whatever it was it made an impression right and so uh apparently i've been exactly the same way for 40 years right <laughs> and so so now now i'm like self-conscious right how do how do i walk you know now you ever, you ever get self-conscious when you're walking you know, all of a sudden your hands stop moving because you're like, what are you doing, right? You know, are you supposed to swing your hands? And then some people, they forget to swing their hands. <laughs> and then it gets to be, you know, uh, so you just got to forget it. Whatever it is, you know, so I don't know. Uh, it's okay to be the same. It's okay to be consistent, amen? Uh, and so uh, maybe it's my, my amazing swagger. I don't know That's what it is. But whatever it is, he, it made an impression on them. so... We should probably pray and get out of this before we get too far in it, right? So let's pray. So Father, we do thank you for the Word of God. We thank you for blessing us and being good to us. And Father, uh, as many as be mature, we will be thus minded, Father. We have no problem in in conforming with your Word, conforming conforming with the head of the church and his desire for our lives. We will do that which you ask us to do, Father, without rebellion and without murmuring and griping and complaining. We'll be glad to follow your Word, Father. We look forward to finding what your Word says and instructs us to do. And we will do that, Father, to the very best of our ability um, because we know that you've said these words, Father, for our benefit to cause us to increase, to grow, and to be uh, more like you each and every day. Father, if we look more like you, then we have more of the blessings of heaven operating in our life. And so we thank you for these things, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, praise God. Well, let's get ready to receive this evening's offering. Amen. <clears throat> the lord is good amen you know the the folks that i've always followed over the years uh that i consider mature people um their their doctrines are just really simple right their their doctrines are rarely just these complicated hard to understand you know uh, convoluted things they're really basic and they may be profound right like how to be led by the spirit of god you know one of brother hagen's books you know it, it's very simple it's a very thin book actually but to me, it was, the, it was, for me personally, it was among the most profound books I ever wrote, be, ever, re- ever, wrote uh, ever read, because it, it just made a big impact on my life. Amen, so come ahead, Mr. Jared, so. And usually, you know, uh, you find the, these kind of attitudes in younger people, because, you know, uh, we all get to grow up someday, amen? Uh, and uh, I, of course, I say around here a lot, I'm, I'm glad none of you knew me in high school, right? Did any y'all, no, none of you knew me in high school, right? So even Chris didn't know me in high school. She knew me in college, but, uh, you know, uh, I'm glad she, she put up with a lot of things, you know, let me grow up a little bit uh, along the way there. So, um, so but the Lord is good, amen? amen. All right, we'll, we'll be blessed. Uh, let's see, uh, we got anything coming up? On... Oh, June the 9th is uh, Ladies' Fellowship. Is that this Friday? That's this Friday, right? Uh, Ladies' Fellowship this Friday at 6.30 here at the church. So, All right, we'll be blessed. We'll see you all on Sunday. I won't be at Ladies' Fellowship, so see you Sunday.